It's that time of the week, Elio. Yes, boys and girls, it is Wrestling POV Global. I'm your host, the legend TJ Logan. With me, my standing upright, because I think he might not be totally drunk. He is a gentleman, as you know him, Elio Canella. Elio. Yes, sir. What's going on? My favorite bag of sleaze. How are you been doing this week, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing great. Had a long, you inspired- I had a long weekend. A long weekend. Is that some kind of sexual (laughs) reference you're trying to make to some escapade of yours? I was away all weekend. I got in at 11.30 a.m. yesterday morning. Now, is it true that you have hose in every postal code? (laughs) (laughs) Were you off off getting the exotic girls of America? Is that what you were doing, Elio? How did you guess? I I didn't guess. I read the news report. (laughs) Dude. <laughs> yeah, you really got to watch out. TMZ has been hounding me. Oh no! For like an, they've been hounding me for an exclusive about you. I, you're my partner, so I, I, you know, I want to. I mean, dude, there is doctors you can talk to who can <laughs> deal with this problem of yours. But uh, I don't know. These people at TMZ, they are eating this up. And uh, you went into the states. You, you went crazy. You had a three day orgy or whatever you called it, business <laughs> meeting. But. Uh, at least you, you got some wrestling. Wrestling wasn't the only, like, that wasn't the only thing you were cramming, right? You were cramming some wrestling in, right? I was. I got a whole lot of shows watched in uh, between yesterday and today. Wow. One eye on the screen, one eye on a girl. You're amazing, <laughs> Elio. Ah. Folks, if I had this vigor and, well, the budget for that much alcohol, I don't know what I'd do with myself, to be honest. Anyhow, Elio, say hello to the good friends out hey, there. What is going on, people? Well, you know what? What is going on is... It's happening, isn't it? You can feel it in the air. Mm -hmm. There is a, I don't know if we're going to say a war, but there's definitely some battle brewing. Yep. AEW is stirring the pot and WWE is not content to just wait back. They're stirring the pot even harder. Not only, you know, we got AEW next month debuting with a television show, Mm -hmm. a weekly television show on a network. And then WWE going around and, uh putting NXT up against them at the same time on another network. This is some exciting stuff, man. Well, well, one month earlier. Now, you know what? I uh, The whole thing, this whole thing is slightly confusing, folks, because I don't even know what to think about this. I mean, in the beginning, there's a lot of support, obviously, for AEW with the fans. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, the, the chance that, that the idea that they got onto national television sounds super exciting, right? But with WWE counter-programming and using NXT, which is probably the one product WWE is probably as close to what AEW wants to be, this is this is tough, man. I, I worry about AEW. Yep. I, I don't know how long this war is going to go. Um, you know, I was talking to uh, I was talking to Rick Serrano the Third over on uh, Global. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry. Over on the uh, the other show, Wrestling POV, which, by the way, you can find every Saturday on 
MySpace, uh, <laughs> Robo New. No, no, no. I, I, I what is it? Uh, iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Stitcher? I thought that was for old ladies who did like clothing repair. Okay, Stitcher, sure. Why not? But uh, anyways, I was talking to Rick and I said, Rick, you know, I'm a little bit concerned when I see, uh, oh man, we're going to talk about it this week, folks. We're going to talk about the AEW pay-per-view. We're going to talk also about just even the NXT UK pay-per-view. And I got to tell you, the quality between these shows varied. They varied a lot. And it makes me a little bit worried about AEW. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say that out now. But uh, before we get started talking about some AEW stuff, mm-hmm. let's talk about this week we started a poll. And it, it's kind of funny. Our original intention, folks, was to do sort of a, a poll A, poll B, where we were going to have the same topic discussed in uh, the second part. But you know what? Something crazy happened. And what it was was uh, we did our first poll. But then the night of the AEW uh, pay-per-view, when Chris Jericho actually captured the title, there was a flurry of people talking on the internet. And instead of going on with our original idea for the second part of the poll, we went and started a whole second poll, which dealt with Chris Jericho. But let's go back to that first poll. The, The first poll that we had stated... We wanted to know about, now originally it had been um, advertised and promoted that Kenny Omega would be facing John Moxley. John Moxley, the former uh, Dean Ambrose. So here we had two pretty big names in sort of a uh, a kind of a dream match, I think, for fans. But at the last moment, John Moxley, as we reported last week, had injured himself, Mm -hmm. could not compete. Couldn't even actually travel to where the pay-per-view was. So he wasn't going to be a part of the show at all. So the last minute, AEW substituted the match and brought in Pac, the former... What was his name in uh, WWE? Um, Adrian Neville. Neville. Yep. Adrian Neville, the, the man, Gravity Forgot, is that what he was? Yeah. Something like that, yeah? Yes. So they substituted him and started advertising as he would be the substitute in this. And uh, I thought, I, you know, when I first saw this, you know, I like Pac. He calls himself Pac now. I like Pac. But in my mind, I thought, ooh, is this kind of a step down? Because, you know... People who remember uh, Pac, remember, he, he has been around for a long time. We've covered him in some indie stuff, but let's face it, he hasn't been in the WWE in a long time. He was a cruiserweight, and uh, John Moxley, I mean, Dean Ambrose has is a former big-time champion So in, in the heavyweight division. So we asked you folks, is, it a worthy, is this the worthy substitution of Pac for John Moxley? Is it awesome choice? Or was it weak sauce? What did you think going in, Elio? How would, what well, did you feel? Was it awesome or was I went, it weak? I uh, went with a good choice because it, it, it's been a while since we've seen Pog, so it was good to see him again. Okay. Um, I went with weak choice because I felt that Moxley had a name at least and a recognition that would bring more people in. And I felt that Pog, who people had – I mean, let's face it um, – if I didn't follow the indies whatsoever, mm-hmm. but I knew who Kenny Omega was, I obviously would know who who Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley is. Then if you tell me that you're substituting Dean Ambrose for Neville, for the mid-heavyweight dude who hasn't been around forever, I would not have thought that was a good choice. Okay. We threw it, we threw it out to the fans. 69% of you said it was an awesome choice. 31% of you... Drinks on me. 31% said it was weak sauce. Now, um... We're going to go over some of the comments here. One comment, which I thought was just ridiculous. I mean, I thought this was pretty Uh-oh. obvious. Simon Christopher Davis says, what are we basing this off of? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I, yeah. I, um, 
And I thought, okay, you're not, you're not answering if, the if, question. You, if you, yeah, if you are kind of simple of minded and you you can't read what's exactly in front of you, I even put a little paragraph up there. And then after I read, wrote it, I thought, why did I waste my time with this moronic answer? But what I put was, this is purely based on public perception. No one is right or wrong. We want to know before the pay per view how this change of wrestlers is perceived by the fans. Remember, you know, so like. I didn't get why he bothered asking that question because I thought it was pretty evident in the thing. So we don't have hater late, uh, you know, of the week, but if we have more on the week, he gets it. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on. Nick Meyer said it's going to be a barn burner. Okay. Well, I don't. Does that mean he picks that that the new? That doesn't. You're not very clear, question. Nick. Yeah, that's not very clear. Does that mean Pac's going to be the barn burner What's going here? On here? Okay. We 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 ask right. questions and people don't, don't answer them. I don't know. Rick Ackerman did the uh, brilliant yawn. <laughs> wow, yawn. I'm going to take that as he thought that uh, Neville was a, a boring choice. I don't know. Uh, Jose Gonzalez replied to Rick Ackerman and said, "You probably remember the good old days when Hulk Hogan was fooling people into thinking he could wrestle in the '80s." I, I don't know where they're going with this shit. <laughs> What's okay. going on? What's going on? Uh, Rick Ackerman says to Jose Gonzalez, no, I actually remember how Pac didn't want to put aside his ego to do his job in 205 and is still under the impression that he's better than the business. Kenny Omega will carry him in this match and won't nearly live up to his hype. I may be old, but been watching wrestling a long time and appreciate a good match. Just do not think this is it. Would have been much rather. There we go. Okay, thank you, Rick Ackerman. At least you, at least you made it a little more evident that you would rather have seen Moxley. And and that's right, folks. There's some people had that thing. Uh, C. A. Clareborn says Pac is better than Mox. So yeah. Okay. Dallas Kanitsky said this was the best match outcome possible. So okay, yeah. He, he thought you know this is the best. Uh, Steve Denny brought up a great thing here, which we're going to discuss when we get into yeah. it. Great match, no storyline. Hmm. Mm. And then Chris Hoft says, I think it would be better than Mox versus Omega. To be honest, prefer Pac, but that's just me. Well, you know what? 69% of you preferred Pac, so it looks like uh, that wasn't such a bad choice. Dude, drinks are on me. Drinks are on you. Well, dude, you have so much alcohol going through your house that the drinks should always be on you. And what do you mean on you? They're in you most of the time. All right. So now we were wondering about... At the time we made that uh, poll, we are wondering what people thought afterwards. But, like I said, uh, the Chris Jericho winning the belt rippled across the internet. There was a lot of negativity. We weren't sure. We shot it out there. Um, is it a good choice or a poor choice? Elio, in your mind, was this a good choice, the right choice, putting the belt on Jericho? Or was it a poor choice putting it on okay, Jericho? Okay, so here's what I think. Of course, I wanted Adam Page to win, but... I think Jericho was the better choice because Jericho will pull viewers in for the company when AEW makes its debut on TNT. So I think I think I think it was the right choice. You know choice. what? I'm I, I gonna agree with you too. I think it was the right choice just because name value alone. I mean they're starting off a TV program. Uh if you start off this TV program with people who don't watch much indie wrestling and you say, hey, our champion is Adam Page, yeah. you might be like, who? But if you said Chris Jericho, if you're any kind of wrestling fan, yep. you know who Chris Jericho is. 79% um, of you said that was a right choice. 21% of you said it was a poor choice. Now let's take a look at some comments here. Oh, okay. Um, Josh Sanders says, I'm with Corbin. Jeremy, look. Oh, this was kind of funny, okay? Um, I got to uh, I got to agree with some of the comments that were in here because um, 
Okay, one guy said, I'm with Corbin. Jericho looked like Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler. Thought Hangman made way more sense. Jericho needs to get in better shape to be taken as a heavyweight champion seriously. But, let's face it, like I said, uh, maybe Hangman would have been made more sense, but uh, he doesn't have that name value. That being said, though, man, Jericho did not look in the best shape. He looked like an <laughs> he old did. man. Man. He looked, he did. He looked terrible. He And if you ever saw The Wrestler, he actually did look like the Mickey Rourke character. <laughs> Uh, Daniel Fryer. I have seen the movie. Yeah. Daniel Fryer said, while considering enough fans complain about older talent taking a spot from younger talent, I honestly think it was a poor choice. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, So, uh, Josh Sanders uh, put on here a little thing that said, so for all the shit WWE gets about having older guys go over younger talent, friendly reminder that the current A-Double World Champion will be 49 in November. I like Jericho, but keep that same energy. Ooh. (laughs) Good point. Okay. John Centered also, uh, uh, we're going to skip that part, but uh, so uh, da, 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 da. Josh Sanders says, uh, it's clear to, t- okay, it says, he, he basically, basically goes on to say that Jericho needs to retire. Okay. And, and somebody named Viper the American Ninja, which I bet you is not <laughs> his real name, uh, says doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> not what we were asking. Yeah, uh, obviously some bitter people here who <laughs> it's resting. There always has to be. Now here's one. I threw the I threw that question out to my old fan base in Canada. I had uh, okay. one uh, a wrestling fan I used to know quite a bit named Doug Quigley who wrote, and and I think this is uh, this is how I felt too. He said Jericho is a legend. Giving him the title now will help AEW right now with his face and name at the front of. Yes, mm-hmm. he is long in the tooth. Now, but right at the but right, it might be beneficial to give him a strong run and to go out with glory, putting a younger, worthy talent over. It can help the show attract more new viewers. And I agree. I agree. I mean, I don't see how uh, Adam Page isn't the guy who actually defe- defeats him in there at the end. You know. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to get their time. Just uh, you, yeah. you can't uh, you can't rush everything right all at once. James Bingham said, this is smart business since AEW is a new company. Having Jericho as champion would be a good draw to bring in the fans. Once again, I agree with that very strongly. Uh, Dwayne asks, says, why not have him win his old ma- Have him win. He's an old man and that face that will draw some interest. Very true. And then we have a Chris Hall who says, he doesn't need a title to draw money. Money is Jericho. Good point, too. But I think we, with a new company, you probably should have the champion uh, be somebody you know, right? Uh, yeah. Steve Crane says, biggest name in the company. Bring views over. Makes sense. And Vince Marshall also put, plus he's good at putting over good talent. That is also true about Jericho. And the last comment we had on here, Colin Bellini says, if you're a wrestling fan just hearing about AEW, what would bring you in more? One, Adam Page is the AEW champion. Two, Chris Jericho is the AEW champion. It's a no-brainer, guys. Bring in the viewers, then do your own thing. Just like how Moxie will probably beat Omega, it's to gain viewers. Hangman and Omega will be on top soon enough. They both know what's best for the business. People need to calm down. True. Exactly. Stop True. bitching and complaining about every little thing. Now, before we go you know, on... You know, you know what I think? Hold on. What? Go on. What? I think fans today... Just need to sit down, shut their mouths, and just to watch wrestling the way it was meant to watch as a fan. Well, you know, I, I recently saw a clip that I think really encapsulates what we should be thinking about here. And that was uh, CM Punk being interviewed uh, recently at uh, at WrestleCon. Starcast. Or Starcast, oh, WrestleCon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, he was there, and he said the comment basically is like, you know what? Don't give in to this crap. 
You don't need to just support the WWE. You don't need to just support AEW or whatever thing. Enjoy exactly. it all. Watch all of it. Enjoy it. And exactly. He's right. He's Be right. a fan. Be a fan. Watch it as a fan. Stop like picking every little thing. Now you know what? Uh, let's. Uh, I. I. We talked about this ahead of time. We said what we're we gonna do for next week poll, and Elio. Elio gave me the most obvious poll in the world. So. Next week's poll, ladies and gentlemen, what was the better uh, show to watch? Was it the AEW pay-per-view or was it the NXT UK pay-per-view? I know we're going to NXT UK. NXT UK. Now, I'm going to – we're going to go over both of these uh, shows ourselves, and we're going to give our opinions at the end what we thought. But, folks, we okay. want to know what you thought, all right? So stay tuned. We're going to do a little bit of news, and after the news, we're going to do a little bit of AEW, and then after the break, we'll talk some NXT UK, and we'll talk a bit about the other shows we usually watch, and uh, we'll end it on a, on a high note this week. So, all right, let's get into some news. Now, we've changed the format slightly, and I want to explain that to fans. You know, we've been going chugging along with this format, but the landscape of wrestling is going to change next month it's mm -hmm. going to change and we are going to have to change with it next month aew is going to now be a regular show with a weekly thing and we're going to be judging it looking at it going over it and um you know which means it's going to force us probably to watch um nxt and in our minds we may not discuss much about it but we're still going to compare them and see how these how this so-called battle is going to go mm -hmm. and so that leaves the room, and so folks, we're probably not going to be covering too much of ROH in depth anymore for a while. Our ROH, we've discussed this over the last couple of weeks, has been slowly kind of diminishing in its not only quality but its um, relevance, I guess. Uh, but you know what? We're still big fans of MLW, and we're still fans of NXT UK and New Japan, and we're still going to cover those companies because, I mean, New Japan is the reason I started doing this whole thing to begin with. So uh, let's talk some news. And the news, uh, the news this week, we're going to talk about some of the things that are going on in said companies around us. Uh, first of all, I know in ROH, I know we're not going to be covering them too much, but there's still some news we should talk about in there. Uh, the two big storylines to really that are coming together, things that are really looking big here, is uh, keep an eye on. Uh, there seems to be a lot of tension between Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham. These guys have been partners. They've been, um, you know, Gresham is a, has been mentored by Lethal. But there seems like Gresham is not digging what uh, Lethal's been uh, shoveling out. And it seems like this could be an explosive thing to happen between these two coming up. Uh, also, really big on the horizon, it looks like uh, Matt Taven has definitely got a... Uh, he not only has to worry about Jeff Cobb, but he also has Roosh coming after him. And uh, there seems to be a lot of heated tension between Roosh and uh, Matt Taven right now. So that is something to keep an eye on. Uh, over in MLW, one thing I, w I definitely have to talk about is they finally showed us in this week's episode of who the fourth man was going to be to join Tom Lawler and the Von Erics to fight the Contra unit. Now, I predicted... A week before anything was ever said, who I thought would be the most logical and who I thought I wanted to see. And it turns out that's who they went with, and that was low key. So that's going to be pretty darn exciting to see low key Tom Lawler and the Von Erics taking on the Contra unit. I think something has to be done with the Contra unit. They got to be put in their place, man. These guys have been running roughshod over everybody. Yep. So. NXT UK, well, we're going to get into the news about that when we get into, uh, we'll talk a tiny bit about the show, but we're going to mostly talk about the pay-per-view this week. But let's talk now 
about AEW's show, All Out. All right. All right. So, Elio, I know you got a chance to watch this. I got a chance to watch this. Um, going in, did you have high expectations for this show? I wasn't sure what to expect from this show. Um, it was a kind of a, a bit of a bit of both, yes and no. Yeah, but uh, more uh, more lower because uh, the past uh, past shows uh, haven't been the best. So I had more lower expectations for this one. Okay, okay. Um, I was going in a bit trepidatious because mm-hmm. let's face it, this is uh, a big card before they launch with the show. And uh, would this be an indication of what we're going to see? Would this be... Because i got to say, before this pay-per-view, I've got to say, for the AEW shows, they started off on a pretty darn good heel, and it seems each show has gotten progressively weaker as an overall. Yeah. And I'm not talking individual matches. I mean, there's there's tremendous matches on almost every card. But as an overall, each card was getting weaker. And, and there are a lot, of, a lot of weird stuff on on the shows as well. Yeah, stuff where you'd be like, you didn't care about stuff where you're like, I don't know, you know, like, it, let, let's go over this pay-per-view anyways, all right? Okay. All right. We're going to, there was, uh, I guess we'll cover the pre-show. Uh, the pre-show had, first of all, a battle royal with 21 women, and uh, Nyla Rose wins, and it will be advancing to the AW Women's Championship match. Now, I, I was discussing with you before we got on, just a tiny bit, because I wanted to handle this without sounding, I don't know, I guess this is a kind of a sensitive topic in some ways. And so it's kind of weird that this is thrown into the wrestling, uh, in the wrestling eye view here. Uh, basically, Nyla Rose, for most people who may not have followed closely enough, is a transgender man who is now transitioning into a woman. And um, Nyla Rose is quite a bit bigger than a lot of the women currently competing. I mean, sure, there's the occasional Awesome Kong and a few other large women, but neither right. Rose was at one time a very big man who's now a very big woman. Um, it's an interesting choice. I mean, in some ha- in some ways, it brings a lot of uh, idea of uh, the newness and the inclusion and the hipness that is AEW. But I also think it uh, opens up some kind of... Mm, it's, it's problematic in the sense of this. And I'm just talking straight up. I have no problems with transgender people. I have no problems with any sexual orientation. Whatever you do is your own, okay, folks? I don't got a problem with that. Uh, the problem I have with just this little part is the fact that wrestling is a basically a sport fantasy, right? Um, and the whole fantasy is revolved around taking the fantastical and trying to break it down into the point where it is. it makes sense as a realism. You're making it almost real even though it's not. Well, it is real, but you know what, I, you know what I'm getting at, Elio. But yeah. uh, here we here is the problematic part, is by throwing this in now, um, it's sort of like today in the Olympics, where if you're a transgender man who is transitioning into a woman, you are not eligible to compete in women's competitions. Why? Because you are naturally bigger. You naturally have much more testosterone in you, which gives you much more strength, much more endurance. So in some ways... Um, Nyla Rose has too much of an unfair advantage here. Um, I almost wonder if instead they had made themselves like an, an actual open title where you could be any height, weight, sexual orientation, gender, whatever, uh, the free for all, whoever enters that. And that would be the person I'm not saying let's make a transgender, uh, belt. I'm saying let's make a belt that you go in, you know, that 
you're going up against people who could be just about anything, have any kind of strength, any kind of advantage or disadvantage. That might be a little fair. I'm not sure how fair it is that a woman like, say, Britt Baker, who made it to the uh, finals, who is just a she's an average sized woman, very athletic, well trained, but she was just no match for uh, for the strength and the power that Nyla Rose naturally carries. So for me, that was a bit tough. Okay. Just because in the fact is, who's going to beat her now? Who's going to beat Nyla Rose? You know? Um, what, did, what did you think of that match? Um, well, uh, it, was, it was an okay match. There were a few surprises, like like um, Tennille Dashwood uh, showed up. We had Priscilla Kelly in there. But um, Nyla Rose winning, um, me, was just uh, like any other match. Yeah. What do you think of the what do you think of the outcome? Um actually uh I I really wasn't expecting uh, her to her to win. I I went with uh, Brandy Rhodes. Yep, that you did. You went with Brandy yep. Rhodes. You know what? You know what? I almost we went forgot. With Britt Baker. Oh, you know what? We're going to talk about this right at the end. It slipped my mind now, but we didn't talk about the uh, the uh, pay-per-view points game. Yeah, well, we, had to, we, okay. we forgot about it. Yeah, we were all so much wrapped up and stuff. You know what? We're going to talk about it right after we talk about this. And and just as a quick preview, mm-hmm. that uh, that uh, shady character, Rick Serrano III, did not even come close to being... He has been dethroned, deposed... Dirt kicked in his face. His underwear pulled up his back like a wedgie. <laughs> He's been schooled and swirlied. Yeah, wait, and wait, wait. Hold, hold on. Was it just a wedgie? Was it the atomic wedgie? It was an atomic wedgie, buddy. And you know what the best part is? <laughs> Me and you came in like, like was it fifth and sixth or something? Third, third and fourth. Third and fourth. We kicked butt, man. <laughs> I know. I was surprised. There was nobody who... Uh, well, there was nobody who like uh, who from the from the other show from the the po- wrestling POV. Nobody came any a- anywhere near me and you. We kicked butt, buddy. Well, so you know what? Let's, uh, I'm going to go on to the next match now. Uh, Private okay. Party versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Um, mm-hmm. it, was, it was an okay match, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not sure what I expect. You know, Jack Evans tends to be the kind of match where it's all spot monkey stuff or Yo. it's normal. This was this was an okay match. It wasn't anything I'm great. Not, I'm not sure what to think about the private party, these two guys. Uh, um, I at think the end, of course. Sorry, what? go on. No, no, at the end, go on. No, I was going to say, at the end, of course, you had uh, Angelico and uh, Jack Evans attacking them. Now, I, I really think the private party is going to be like an AWA uh, or AEW um, product. I, I think they're really going to push these guys. They're going to be regulars. Okay. Uh, I just see that. I, I just, it's something about that. Um, so let's get into now to the main pay-per-view, okay? And All right. Now, we had uh, uh, SoCal U uh, taking on Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and your spirit animal marco stunt i'm sure you're i'm sure you're mistaken by the way did you catch uh what their team name is no what was it jurassic express okay <laughs> um <laughs> i want I, I watched this match a second time um I, you gotta love seu man they're, they're People so smooth loved SCU. um i jungle boy i guess he's okay i he doesn't do much for me luchasaurus i enjoy He's a big man, does some interesting stuff. And Marco Stunt is, I mean... <laughs> he's we, just there. He's just there. We've gone over Marco Stunt many times in you the know, past. Actually, actually, before we go on, I have to say, remember when we did our best and most of uh, last year? Yeah. And we had two names that we, we, that we uh, wanted to see more of in 2019. And names we want to see less of? 
Yeah, and on the one of the names I picked to see more of was Ace Romero. Where well, where is he now? I think he ate himself. <laughs> but and then uh, as soon, when I heard about when I heard Barco Sun was signed with AEW, I was I I just started thinking, um, could Ace Romero be far behind? I don't know. We have not seen Ace Romero. <laughs> Con- no, I, I, just, I just like thought that because I remember like uh, they face each other in MLW. Mm. All right. Well, that match itself, uh, the match was okay. I mean, SCU definitely carried, I think, a lot of it. I love SCU. They're so cool. I, I do. I, I really enjoy those guys a lot. Yeah. Our next match, uh, Kenny Omega versus Pac. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pac wins uh, with a submission. Um. You know what? When we did our pick, this is the only time I slipped up because we posted our uh, our picks and stuff. Yep. And uh, after we posted them, I realized like, oh man, no, I should have picked Pac over Kenny Omega because I started thinking more like a booker. And then I realized, man, if I had done that, I would have done a lot better because I bit 20 points on Omega. Um, this was way better of a match than I thought it was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. Kenny Omega doing a lot of showboating, a lot of funny stuff. Pac trying to be the super serious, want to get stuff done. Wins with a brutal end move called the Brutalizer. Uh, good match. Not- yeah. Oh, that, I, I was I was still thinking that while you were talking about it. I was thinking, oh, I, that name was, that name just uh, slipped away. Uh, slipped, uh, slipped away. So I, was, I had it on the tip of my tongue what, what that move was called. Okay. Well, you know what? Here, here's the one thing this match suffered from. There was mm-hmm. no buildup. There was no story here. There were just no, two guys cool. thrown in together. And yep. uh, I think had there been some kind of buildup, if, if over the month they had some kind of thing and you know, with Omega and Pac, it could have even been a better match in, in people's hearts. I, I think that's the only thing that made this match suffer was the lack of storyline. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on now. Uh, the Cracker Barrel Challenge. Oh my god. Because <laughs> nothing. Match, you know, you know what? I, not, I don't know about this match. Nothing speaks family American dining. Like Darby <laughs> Allen, Joey Janela, and Jimmy Havoc. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, I gotta say, this match wasn't as horrible as I thought it could be. Okay. I, I expected a horrible train wreck that I would be, like, couldn't stand. Uh, oh, wait, they had the thumbtacks and staples after. I mean, yeah. they threw the thumbtacks in down uh, Jimmy Havoc's throat. I kind of like that. You know, you know how much I hate Jimmy Havoc, so I kind of like that. Um, <laughs> I think basically what really made this for me was is Darby Allen. oh, man, he doesn't need to do this stuff. He He's a really good wrestler on his own right. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess maybe because he's smaller, he feels he has to do this kind of stuff. I don't know about Joey Janela. He doesn't do anything for me. And, no, I, I'm not a Joey Janela fan. And Jimmy Havoc, well, you know how much I can't stand his work. <laughs> but this match was a little bit better than I thought it would be. I thought it was mm-hmm. going to be an out-and-out shit train wreck. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll say it was just a minor derailment. Okay? It wasn't okay. good. It wasn't good, but it was a minor derailment. Okay. All right. Um, okay. The Dark Order against the Best Friends. Um, okay. Uh, hmm. Go ahead. You you start on this one. I don't even know what to say. This match, uh, I I'm not really uh, sold on this Dark Order team. And we all we've seen the Best Friends, and at the end, uh, we got we we got a third member in the Best Friends with that Orange Cassidy. Okay. This guy has got to have the stupidest gimmick. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, no argument there, buddy. 
Um, he just stands there with his hands in his pocket. He did a suicide dive through the ropes with his hands still in his pocket, taking out the Dark Order. This, I just don't get it. This is the part where I say, like, there are things here that in this show that just don't scream big time to me, okay? The best friends, they're okay. They still are not, to me, the, the most credible big time uh, team. But the Dark Order definitely is, like, b-level schlock yeah they're terrible and this this match was b-level schlock and it really this is part one of the reasons that i felt this pay-per-view did not need this match it, it really brought i think i quality. think yeah i think it was at this point to where it's the, it kind of brought the show down a little it didn't belong there for, for me it just didn't belong um yeah. all right hikaru shida versus rio mm-hmm. um first of all rio weighs 95 pounds She's tiny. Yeah, I know, right? Wow. But uh, actually, an, an enjoyable match. Kind of mm-hmm. hard to watch, though. I mean, there's a girl running around in there looking like a, a miniature Sailor Moon. You know, like a tiny little... Um, and she wins. The other girl at least looked like a, a competitive wrestler. Yep. Um, good on Rio, but... Okay, look at her now. All 95 pounds of her is going to face Nyla Rose. Yikes. Mm. Yikes. Um, okay, Sean Spears versus Cody. What do, you, what do you think of this uh, match? Hey, this match is this match uh, wasn't this match wasn't bad. It was uh, it was surprising to see Arn Anderson show up mm-hmm. because uh, we had we had Tully Blanchard and Sean Spears corner. Of course, we know they were both they were both in the Horsemen and they were also the Brainbusters. It was uh yeah um hmm. I this this again I think is another this match could have been so much better. Yeah. It was kind of in it there. It was just, it was just okay for me. Yeah, it was just okay. And uh, this is where, at this time of the thing, I started to f- get really worried about AEW taking on NXT. Um, there, this, this needed to be a this, this part of the, this show by now should have been more of a crescendo up, and it was starting to get to the point where I was like, uh, yeah. they better do something good to bring this back because <laughs> I don't know. Then we get you, you, you guys have a month. You better get it together. Yeah. And then we get the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks. Uh, hmm. wow. Um yeah, fun for watching like oh man, these are the kind of things that make me shake my head because um sometimes with really good wrestling matches you may see somebody do two or three really devastating maneuvers, right? Yeah. But to see guys take like, you know, like 72 super kicks and then bounce <laughs> off three ladders and then still get up and win the belt. It's I don't know, man. It's like they're like pinball machines now. It's, I, I, I mean, for as excited and enjoyable as it was at the moment, it's like eating, um, it's like eating pixie sticks, man. You know, you shove that sugar down. It's all yep. exciting for three seconds, <laughs> but then afterwards you walk away with kind of an empty feeling. That's kind of how I felt with this match. All this great, crazy shit happening left and right, but at the end of it, I didn't really feel it. You know. Uh, the the only the only, uh, the only uh, surprising part was only X showing up. Mm-hmm. That well, is the- not really a surprise because we already knew they were signing. Right, but it, yeah, I, I get what you mean. Wow. Um, now I'm starting to get super worried <laughs> about this uh, <laughs> this company. And then the main event. Oh boy. Chris Jericho defeating <laughs> Hangman Adam Page for the belt. Oh, man. Jericho looked terrible. Oh, my goodness, did he look terrible. <laughs> Adam Page looked great. Uh, I felt sorry for the guy because <laughs> you knew he wasn't going to win. Ah, uh, man, I I get it. I get Chris Jericho is a name value, okay? 
But damn, man, couldn't he went hit the gym a little and made himself look a little better going in? <laughs> Died that he nasty. So out of he looked so out of shape. Oh, and 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 he had like this gray facial hair. I mean, dude, you're <laughs> yeah. supposed to be the world champion or something. Like, do yourself up. Look credible. <laughs> oh. Now I gotta say, at the end of watching this, I got worried. This was a. I'm gonna give it a half-ass pay-per-view. If I had to pay fifty bucks for this, I would have been pissed. Okay. No, oh, wow. To be honest, okay. I don't know if I would have paid ten bucks to watch all of this. <laughs> it, it, there was some good stuff. There was some terrible stuff, and there was lots of half-ass stuff. Um, for me, it makes me worried, especially since we're gonna talk about the NXT UK uh, pay-per-view. Um, I'm gonna say the quality of this. I yeah. This was a letdown. This was this was a thumbs yep. down for me. This pay per view. Yeah, uh, this was definitely a thumbs down for me. Oh, just some of it was just painful to go get through. Totally, totally. Okay, folks, you know what? Uh, we've been doom and glooming it. We're gonna take a quick break. When we get back, we're gonna take a quick talk about some of the shows we've been watching. Then we're gonna. Oh, you know, we almost forgot here. Look at me, man. We've been talking so much about this. We got so much going on. I got scatterbrain here. We still didn't announce. The winners. We have to yeah. We have to announce the winners. The winners of the uh, points per pay per ah, the WPOV pay per pay per ah, say it man pay per view point the the AEW all out pay per view points game all the good. WPOV global pay per view points game. Okay, do you have a list in front of you, Elio? Who won? I'm I'm looking at for it right now. I I do. I have the the names from both the champion and uh, the underachiever. Okay. Uh and do you have that list that had the like the ten guys who like the top ten of it? Which we, uh, by the way, did extremely well. Okay, you know what? First of all, ten. announce the winner. Announce the winner. Okay, so first of all, the winner, a new WPOV Global Champion, is Paul T. Phillips. Paul T. Phillips. Now his name has popped up a lot. This guy knows his stuff. Congratulations, Paul. You showed Rick Serrano the third how much of a pretender he was. And I'll say that because he openly admitted uh recently on their last show for uh, POV, mm-hmm. that he just guessed everything. That he was surprised he won. <laughs> he just guessed everything and he let it fall. Which made us kind of look a little stupid, i got to admit. <laughs> but fine. Yeah. Fine. And, and I well, believe, uh, do, you, do you have the name for the end of Achiever Bieber? Because I, I don't want to mess this one up. But I, <laughs> believe I, I believe I know what it is, who it is. Okay. Our underachiever Beaver is Alex Miller. Okay, I thought, I thought so. I had the right name. With a pathetically low score of minus 44. <laughs> minus, minus 44. 44. Oh. Wow. Wow, man. What the <laughs> hell, man? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, it was fun. We, we went out this time. Uh, here we go. I got in front of me uh, some of the, the Elio Canella. Elio, you scored yes, 20. You scored 27 points for third place. Don't worry, Gato. Uh, I scored in fourth place for 25 points. And bear in mind, you know, if I'd been smart and actually had picked Pac like I, I, I realized I should have later, I would have finished with 47 points. Uh, oh. I'd like to point that Mimi Goody, who was last, uh, last time's underachiever beaver, uh, came in seventh. Tony Diaz came in eighth. And Rick, haha, he ain't champion <laughs> no more, Saka Serrano. With a beautiful minus 20. Oh, minus, minus 20. Rick, what are you doing? Rick, you are just a few <laughs> points off for being the underachiever beaver. Oh, 
Well, you know what, folks? Thanks for playing. Yeah, I, you know, we've just started our. Uh, we're, we don't do it a lot. We haven't. This has only been our second mm-hmm. game. Uh, we didn't get as many players as we hope, but you know what? Next time, give it a try. I know it's a little tougher. Indie cards, you know, like AEW, there's a lot of guys you may not know. There may be things coming in. I got to admit, there was a couple of wrestlers I had never even seen that I had to try and figure out who was going to do. The, but, these uh, matches aren't easy to uh, pick. I mean, uh, no, but you know our what? first one, Double or Nothing, that was like really terrible. We did really terrible. Yeah, I did really <laughs> bad in that one too. Um, so, folks, okay. Congratulations to the winner and to the underachiever Beaver. I'm proud of one of you. Kind of disgusted at the other one. Alex Alex Miller, get your shit in a pile. Uh, Paul T. Phillips, I guess you get to rub it in everyone's face this week, pal. Good job. Now we're going to take that quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk some uh, NXT UK, including that great uh, TakeOver special. We're also going to take a quick mention of the shows of this week's. And... uh, yeah, come on back. We dare you. We double dog dare you. I will set Elio on fire. <laughs> Anyways, trust me, with as much alcohol as he drinks, don't light a match around him. Fire away the egg. Hello, this is Miguel Cole from the Wrestling POV Podcast. Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global is affiliated with the Collar and Elbow brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com and save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Collar and Elbow has t-shirts, hoodies, sunglasses, and more. And the best part, you're helping out your local indie wrestlers. And you're helping out the best wrestling podcast of all, Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global. You don't want to miss out. So save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Oh my goodness! What's up? This is Jeff Cobb. You're listening to WPOV Global. Hey guys, we're back. Elio. Yes, sir. Have you been drinking a lot during this? Have you been drinking a lot during this break? Of course. Of course you have. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> no one, no one can drink as much generic wine or beer as this guy. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Anyways, you know what? Uh, we've been talking about some of the. We talked about AEW in the last segment. It, uh, the, uh, you know, it wasn't the greatest, but I want to talk about what was great this week, okay? And let's talk about uh, WWE NXT UK Cardiff. Uh, Takeover. Oh, okay. um, now, now our regular show was pretty good. This uh, it wasn't the greatest, and and this is just like it. I mean, you got to expect that the week before they're not going to really show you too much, right? Just lead you in a little some of the storylines, give you some tease and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the show itself was okay, but uh, let's talk about the actual Cardiff show now, okay? Okay. And I'm going to go over some of it, and I got to tell you some of what I thought. You tell me a little bit what you thought about it too, okay? Okay. Uh, the first match, I think, was the match that really nobody really cared that much about was uh, Noam Dar against... Um, Travis Banks. Travis Banks. Now, uh, Noam Dar has been spending a lot of time sort of uh, egging on. He's been very egotistical, very snotty. And uh, it, to the point where everyone basically wanted Banks to win this one. <laughs> um, but Noam Dar wins with a, with a shining wizard, walks out. Okay match. Pretty good match, actually. Even though Noam Dar's been kind of, it's I we already discussed how this was the one match we weren't really all that caring about, anyways. Yep. You know. Now, how about this? The second match. This was surprising. Like a match. I, I already knew he would yeah. be there. I just didn't know. We knew. Was... Yeah, we knew he was coming. Yep. But we didn't know what match he'd be in. But what a good match! Ilya Dragunov fighting Cesaro. Yeah, this um, was great. Cesaro, yes, yeah, Cesaro won, and he did some stuff. But you know what? Dragunov really kind of brought himself up a level. He looked good in there. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. 
I was a little bit worried when he lost uh, to uh, who's that big goof with the cottage cheese legs? Um, Cassius Ono. Cassius Ono. Uh, when he lost to him, I was thinking, oh, have they given up on Dragunov? You know, but I think this was a good recovery. Like, sure, he didn't win the match, but he came out looking good. Yep. He looked strong. He, he gave a great showing against Cesaro. Uh, enjoyed it a lot. Uh, another match we weren't all that caring about was the grizzled young veterans putting their belts against Gallus and the team of Flash Morgan, uh, Webster, and Mark Andrews, or Mandrews. Um, and we have new champs. We have new champs. And it was kind of one of those things where, um, you know, it's because uh, they're the hometown guys. It really made, uh, it, it, for the people there, it was super exciting. You know, uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mandrews winning the belt. Uh, they were pretty much the guys I didn't think would win the belt. I mean, let's face it. If they weren't in Cardiff fighting, they would not have won the belt. Uh, but it is what it is. It was an okay match. Not bad. It wasn't a letdown by any means. Um, now, this is where it got good. Like, really, really, really good. And I'm talking about Dave Mastiff against Joe Coffey, last man standing match. Uh, these guys brutalized this is a This is the third time we're seeing a match between Joe Coffey and Dave Mastiff. It's good. Yeah. Uh, man, <laughs> they beat the shit out of each other, man. This this was a damn good match. Uh, this was like the old days of wrestling where two big dudes just, like, went to town for a long time, you know? Um, mm-hmm. At the end, I didn't know who, who was going to come out. I started to actually feel more uh, for Dave Mastiff just because, you know, Coffee's kind of a douche rag, but uh, Coffee wins. <laughs> and uh, I think we all won because that was a, it was a fun total war match. Really enjoyed it. Um, Tony Storm losing her belt to Kaylee Ray. Uh, oh. Good good match, but uh, I thought Tony Storm really deserved to come out on this one. She looked really good in here. Um, I guess we're going to finally see if Kaylee Ray is worth more. If she's more than the hype that we've seen against her. Because really... Yeah, this is, this is her chance to show us something. Definitely, definitely. And then the main event, Walter versus Tyler Bates. When this first was announced, I didn't care that much. I was like, Taylor Bates, Tyler Bates against... Uh. But the last couple of weeks, yeah. the buildup for this has been phenomenal. And mm-hmm. uh, I got to say, awesome match. Awesome match. Um, there were so many times that it seemed like Tyler Bates was going to be the champion again. Um, enjoyed the hell out of this. Uh, seeing Walter smack someone around, seeing him getting smacked around like he did. Uh, it was good stuff. And overall, I, I really felt this was the stronger of the two pay-per-views. I mean, this definitely blew, uh, AEW out of the water. There were no matches that sucked. There were no matches where you totally questioned what you were seeing or questioned the wrestlers involved deserving to be there. I, I found it a very solid card. See, they know what they're doing on, on NXT UK. How would you compare this to the AEW one? Much better show than the AEW one. Okay, okay. Now, um, yeah, uh, I gotta admit, I, I, I'm giving this one a thumbs up. I'm giving it a thumbs up. I gotta admit, I am slightly makes me a little more slightly scared for AEW going up against NXT. Um, I'm not sure what we're gonna see here. You know what I mean? Now, yep. Uh, a quick look, quick rundown of the three shows we usually watch. Uh. Ring of Honor Television basically had a packaging of a whole bunch of stuff you've seen before, which we said we've liked, but the part I didn't like this week is they showed us one match, one new match the entire time. And that was a match where uh, Mark Haskins and Bandito of Lifeblood defeated Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham. Uh, Overall, I would give this show a thumbs in the middle. Not enough new stuff, a little bit too reliant on packaging of other stuff. And like I said... We'll probably be downplaying ROH 
quite a bit unless something turns around for them because it's starting to feel like they're kind of going through the motion. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, our second show, of course, was WWE NXT UK, which itself was mm-hmm. uh, going into one of these kind of matches was sort of like, you know, we got a couple matches. Like uh, we had a pretty solid match with uh, Ilya Dragunov defeating Tyson T-Bone, which which uh, brought uh, Dragunov back up into our eyes a little bit. Uh, Joseph Carter yeah. versus all Joseph Connors versus Oliver Carter. Oh, I'm so oh, I've you never... know what? Hmm. I I know what you're talking about now. When when you uh, said that um, he, Oliver Carter looks like uh, the old the old quote yeah quote. yeah yeah. <laughs> I found it kind of strange that they gave him a whole preview of him coming, and then he loses to mm-hmm. Joseph Connors of all people. Not a good debut. Yeah, not a not a strong <laughs> debut. Uh, and then Kenny Williams versus Jordan Devlin. Kenny Williams, man, this guy is way too small. He's definitely should be always in a light heavyweight division. And Jordan Devlin, I don't know, man. I, I don't want to be mean, but he reminds me of that midget guy from um, uh, Lord of... What is it? Uh, the one of the Game dragons. Of Thrones, Peter, Game of Thrones. Peter Dinklage. He's Peter like Peter Dinklage. Dinklage's older... Our younger brother, I guess. <laughs> they have the same face. <laughs> So yeah, uh, I would give this week's. Of course, it was it was still a thumbs up. There was some good stuff, not great stuff. Yeah. And then finally, our big thing of the week uh, for MLW. Uh, they only had a couple matches. We oh man, I cannot stand Jordan Oliver, Myron Reed, and Cotto Brazil. Um, <laughs> the three of them together. I uh, they took on the team of Airwolf, who's he's okay. Uh, Gringo Loco, who man, he's. He just does shit for a guy who doesn't look like he could do that. And I'm digging the Zenshi guy from uh, Chile. He, he he really impresses me with the way he moves. Uh, unfortunately, okay. Brazil, Reed, and Oliver get the, uh, get the win. But uh, that's what cheating gets you, I suppose. Uh, there's a bunch of other silly things on there. And then the main event. Tom Lawler getting his rematch against Jacob Fatu for the MLW World Championship. Pretty solid match. Ends, of course, with um, Samuel... Joseph Samuel hitting uh, Lawler in the back of the head with the spike. Lawler goes down. Um, then it's a free for all. of Contra runs in, including their new uh, their new guy. Uh, the Von Erichs come out, and then finally the reveal of the fourth guy in the ring. Low key comes out, scares the crap out of Contra, which was nice to see, and run, runs about the ring. So uh, that's the four men we're looking at, and uh, I'm digging it, man. I'm digging it. I think I, I like that idea. I like Loki in this team. So I yeah, would give this, this Lord Chambers uh, on um, September seventh next bet. week. Now I give this uh, I give MLW this week a thumbs up. Um, mm-hmm. You know what? We haven't done this for a little while. Are you ready, my friend? I am ready. I think it's time that you. Oh, I don't know. Opened the book of shame. All right, let's because go I get got the somebody. Book. I got somebody new for the Book of Shame. Okay. Oh. Nah. <laughs> Someone new for the Book of Shame. All right. But first of all, let's go over our past transgressors in the Book of Shame. Okay. So let's open the book here. And our first entry is Ace Austin plus one. Ah, Ace Austin. Now, I haven't seen you for a week because we've been staying away from Impact. But man, you are a freaking joke. Like, and I don't mean a joke like we get to laugh along with you. We're laughing at you, buddy. We're laughing at you because you're pathetic. You do little uh, magic tricks like a 12-year-old. Not cool. You're the nerd who gets beat up on the bus. You stay in. Then we have Facade. <laughs> facade, you know what? I'm going to do you a favor, Facade. I have never seen you since the day we put you in here. And I doubt we'll ever see you again. But... 
we're going to do you a favor. We're going to keep you in the book because this is probably the only bit of infamy or fame you'll ever get. So, <laughs> Facade, you pith- we pitifully keep you in the book. Then we have that word that begins with F. Always <coughs> hate that word. Jimmy Havoc. Ugh. You know what? Now he's over in AEW. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jimmy Havoc. Your nonsense, your your staples and tacks and your your black fingernail paint and your makeup and your gas mask and your your beanpole look. You look like you're 145 pounds of poop piled up. You stay on, Jimmy Havoc. You stay on. Your accent can't even make you sound cool. You're a piece of shit, dude. Uh, Kenny King. <laughs> That's all I got to say about him. He's so freaking boring. He deserves to be in the book. Madman Fulton. Uh, guilt by association. You're going to hang out with the crap that is Callahan and OVO. You stay in. Uh, Casey Lennox. Wow. You know, maybe, maybe I shouldn't be so hard on her. You know? Oh. Maybe she's one of those people who the government pays half of her pay because she can't <laughs> hold a job because of mental incapacitation. You know, maybe I'm just being mean. But probably not. She just seems like the stupidest uh, backstage interviewer I've ever seen. Yeah, you stay in there, Casey. <laughs> then we have the, the Crisp Brothers. Oh, gosh. Like I said, these guys are garbage, man. If if it wasn't for the fact that they were hanging out with Sammy Callahan, who himself is a piece of trash, um, <laughs> yeah, they stay in the book. I mean, these guys hit chicks on national television, for God's sakes. Then we have the Hunt. Well, Hunt. I'm almost tempted to let you out of the book. Almost. But you are still kind of cartoons in a world where cartoons are 30 years dead. So I'm going to say you stay in, guys. And then in our chapter of Perpetual Losers, we have Nigel McGuinness. You will always stay, Nigel McGuinness. I hate you. I hate you so much. (laughs) Damn, TJ, tell us how you really feel. I hate him! (laughs) And we have Sammy Callahan times six. Ugh, so gross. Uh, the walking warthog deserves what he gets. The, the only fear I ever have is someday I'm going to be forced to interview this guy and play nice. But oh, man, no. he disgusts me. He disgusts me. And then, our, uh, and then our final entry in the chapter of Perpetual Losers is Tommy Dreamer. Why won't you die, Tommy Dreamer? <laughs> so many good wrestlers have died. Why can't a bad wrestler like you die? I don't know. I He's just everything that's wrong with wrestling. And Washed up, just... old, pathetic loser, still walking around in his polka dot, crappy pants, trying to be relevant when he wasn't even <laughs> relevant when he was around in his prime. You suck, Dreamer. Okay. And, and that's our book. Okay. No, that is not our book because I No, have I mean, I mean that's, uh, that, that are, that's uh, the current entries. Okay. Um, are you ready now? I am ready. My entry into the book, and I think this should be pretty obvious. But here's a wrestler that was kind of forced on me this week, and I've heard about him, and I can't stand him, Uh and that's Evil Uno. Evil Uno of the Dark Order, this fat, out-of-shape, disgusting mask wrestling (laughs) slob who doesn't even look like a cool mask fat dude. He's just a fat dude in a mask, and he's a terrible wrestler. Hold on. Wait, what about the other guy? Well, the other guy is pathetic, but he's not... He's like he's like the drizzly parts of the shit. Well, oh. Uno is the turd itself. Okay. Oh, bad image. Uh, uh, yeah, that was a bit of a strong image, wasn't it? Um, you know what? <laughs> the hell with it. The Dark Order. Both you losers get in, but I want a check mark beside Evil Uno because he's even fatter and grosser. All right, Dark Order is Especially Evil Uno. We'll we'll put Uno in brackets. 
Okay, so announce it. Announce it. All right, Dark Order, especially Evoludo, you are the new sentry in the book. Perfect. You just read the book. Oh, oh shame. Perfect. All right, folks. You know what? Um, a lot of stuff going on in wrestling right now. We hope you guys are really trying to keep a track of it. The big war is coming. Will it be a big war? Will it be a skirmish? I'm afraid. Sometimes I fear it might be just a bit of a blip on the ma- radar. But I'm hoping AEW pulls it, up it the might, sauce. It might just be. It might might just be a shouting match. Yeah. It might just boil down to a whole lot of nothing. And I'm hoping that's not the case, okay? Yep. But uh, you know what, fans? We've had a great time this week. Um, mm-hmm. We had so much to cover, it seems like. It seems like lately there's been so much. I didn't even, you know what? I didn't even talk about uh, NG- New Japan this week. We just didn't have a chance. Um, nothing big. Um, there was a card. I am going to quickly say just two results so you guys know. Uh, Okada did uh, beat... Minoru Suzuki in a great match there. And in a very surprising match, uh, Tanahashi defeats Zack Sabre Jr. for the British heavyweight title. That was surprising. That was a surprising. Uh, Check that one out. It's uh, the Royal... What is it? The Royal Quest. Quest. You guys see it online. Check it out. Good main event. Uh, A lot of undercard stuff. We'll talk some more New Japan next week. And like we said, as AEW starts to develop, we're going to have a lot more stuff going on there. Elio... Buddy, yes, sir. By the power of Alanis and her love, please cut down on the women and the alcohol, man. I need you, partner. I don't need you dead of AIDS. I don't need you dead of blowing up liver or whatever crap you LPs do. <laughs> I I need you wrestling here because no one, hey, no one else, no one had the the, the steel balls to sit through the entire G one with me this year than you. For that okay. alone, All for right. that alone. I will put up with all your womanizing and alcoholic bullshit. For that alone. <laughs> now, folks, uh, we are affiliated with Wrestling POV. They are our sister show. We, as you uh, find us every Wednesday, you can find Wrestling POV featuring the dashing yet largely obese Tony Gutierrez. Good- <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, the, the, the alluring... Mimi Goody, the sometimes questionable um, <laughs> Rick Serrano the third, and I ain't even gonna tell you what the hell that puppet's about. I got no idea. That Miguel Cole just freaks me the fuck out. But anyways, those guys you can find them every Saturday on. We said we've already said it was it was on Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Whoa, iTunes. Podbean. I actually got these things. iTunes. I actually saying this shit. Wow. Um, there you go. I'm proud of you. Uh, somebody's got to be. Um, <laughs> fans write us tell us what you think uh we're curious i'm curious about some of the winners and some of the top people who wrote in and uh played the game and got good points i'm interested in some of the picks you did i'm gonna call you out this week on uh paul t uh phillips i'm gonna i'm gonna call you out on some of your picks and ask why why did you pick that why you know what did you know that i didn't know Mm -hmm. um uh but you know what fans we do have a facebook page we are on facebook at we Wrestling are on... POV Podcast. Right. T- tell them the other media junk, man. Wrestling POV1 on Instagram and Wrestling POV on Twitter. And if you look for Miguel Cole, he has a special grinder account for puppets with big holes. <laughs> Take a look at that. All right. Do not swipe left. Ugh. Anyhow, Elio, yes, it's sir. been a great time. It's uh, been I great. would like to 
I would like to say to all our fans all across North America, we love you. Uh, all of our fans in Europe, in Asia, uh, down in uh, Australia, New Zealand, and a big privyet to all my Russian fans. Quit sending me Russian threats. I'm just a guy. Um, <laughs> folks, we love you. Have yourselves a good week. Elio, say goodbye to the fine people. All right, listeners, we will talk to you all next week.